Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Support Wrestle Talk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast. I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by the hardest working person in all of sports infotainment, Denise Salcedo. How's it going, Denise? It's going good. Happy Friday. And a happy Friday to you. you got the, I mean, I know it's early for you on a Friday, but have you got that Friday feeling about you? My Friday feeling is always the same. I'm very tired on Fridays. Fridays <laughs> is my, my lazy day. I don't like to do anything on Fridays. I still got to nice. do stuff, but I don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to. But anyway, well, we got stuff to do here. We got to talk about WWE and its stay last product. Here is the show. The sleepiest person on Friday is now what I want to be known as. I wake up. Fridays is my earliest day that I wake up in the mornings. I have you to blame for this, Luke. Oh, you are so welcome for that. I actually was going to give you um, uh, the introduction today. I'm actually behind on my introduction for you because I usually, I try to come up with a new one for you each week. And I was going to go for Little Miss Viral Tweet because it seems like every single week now, Denise Salcedo puts out a tweet and it's just got like all of the interactions. I don't, I don't know how mean you keep to. Doing. I don't know either. Honestly, it's just like I have no idea how I do it. It just happens. You know, I manifest things. It just happens. But we are joined by a very special guest this week, uh, one of the coolest guys in all of sports infotainment from True Heel Heat from Wrestling Daily, SP3. Thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome. Uh, thank you for having me both. It's it's a privilege and honor to be here once again with you. Look, I think just over a year ago, you first invited me on the Wrestle Talk Friday podcast. So it's a reunion. You open the forbidden door for me to come into Wrestle Talk and I put my clothes in the drawer and I haven't left yet. Now I'm on Wrestling Daily. And it's an honor to be with you, Denise, because your viral tweet of what Wrestling Hill to die on got me a lot of heat and attention when I said, if not for 
Ronda Rousey. Women oh, yeah. would have never made a vintage WrestleMania. And then you actually followed me because you of that. You know what? So- <laughs> I followed you back because I saw some of the uh, responses that you were getting from people. And I was like, I kind of agree with him. And also, here's the other thing that I was like, here's the thing. And this is my whole thing with that whole situation was like, I asked people, what wrestling hill are you willing to die on? All right. And like, I just kind of felt like if people posted their opinion and then I saw other people trashing their person's opinion and then they weren't even putting their own hill to die on. I was like, so you're coming on here attacking other people's hills, but not being brave enough to put your own hill on here. Suck it, bro. Get out of here. Uh, so I, I saw that you were getting attacked and I was like, you know what? He stuck to his guns and I can respect that. And then, I mean, there was a whole other controversy with that. I mean, I don't even want to yeah. touch that anymore, but like, yeah. uh, I, but I still- had to make the gift of you with the pizza coming back to Twitter and everything's on fire. I had to. <laughs> I just kind of felt like, you know what? He stuck to his guns. I can respect that. Luke, as you know, uh, that's something that I can respect. Not like you last week when you yeah. almost threw, when you threw Alex underneath the bus. Yeah. I mean, it all, I did that for comedy purposes, but like, I mean, people took that real serious. Wait, wait, did we get a lot of responses on that? I got some people being like, come on, man. Like, you you said the thing as well. You can't just say that Alex just said that. And I'm like, oh, I know. I'm very aware of that. I, I, I think that. I think like, I made we... it worse for you that day because I kind of like <laughs> shun like a bright spotlight on that. I find that like Ollie and I have found this um, sort of since like we start to get gain some like traction and stuff and like the pair of us started to become a little bit popular on youtube i'm not gonna say that we're popular but like when people start to like really like watch our shows and stuff a lot of a lot of i will say a lot of americans did not pick up on our sarcasm because we would often just say things on streams in our very sarcastic tones and people be like i can't believe you said that on a stream i can't believe you really think that i was like no no quite clearly i don't like i am i'm saying this for comic effect but yeah, really? I think a, lot of, a lot of Americans did not pick up on our sarcasm. Do you think we just have different type of sarcasm? I think yeah. so. Yeah. I, th- yeah, I think your sarcasm is like uh, I would say it's Chandler from Friends is uh, sort of like that's an American level of sarcasm. He's like, could you be anymore? Like that is a level of sarcasm. What level Whereas, of like, sarcasm we, are you guys? We just say things. We we just like like say things that are quite clearly very like you know not great things to say but uh-huh. just sort of like with a knowing smile of just like oh yeah yeah, yeah. and of course that right i it's see more, i don't know. understand it's more like larry david uh sarcasm kind mm. of kind of kind of closer to that than chandler and that is that is actually who i would be on friends i am chandler so i like the i like the reference <laughs> i love it i love it i'm ross you can't be ross because ross I is a love nightmare ross. Oh, no, I he's a nightmare. Ross. He's an awful, awful human being, and you're he lovely. Is, There's no way you could be Ross. He is psychotic, dramatic, and hilarious. That is me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you gotta pick somebody. We're all somebody today. I'm representing uh, yeah. Ross. I'm Rachel. I'm the most consistent character. <laughs> all right, Rachel. <laughs> you got left at the, the altar. Oh, poor, poor no, Luke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we should have had lower thirds today, and they should all be like our friend's character. Um, right, okay, so we are going to get into our topic of conversation in just a little moment. Um, but also, at about, I'm going to say maybe quarter two, so in about maybe half an hour's time, I have got my 
Taylor Swift, Shake It Off, Karaoke, Done and Ready. Honestly, I finished the export of it at about two minutes before 4 p.m. So if anyone is wondering, like, why the hell were you guys so late today? That is why, because I was like exporting it so late in the day. I've done all of this in the last, in this, this afternoon. My wife came upstairs and was like, your face is very red. And I was like, I know. I've been running around trying to get this dang thing finished. So Oh, well, we'll when see. When do we get to I, watch it? Like, what ooh. point during the show? In about, I, I think in probably about half an hour's time, I think. You we'll should tell, like, the people it. to, like, hit that like button. And the second we hit, like, a certain <laughs> number, that's when you'll yes. play the video. Come we on, Luke. Do, I get them numbers. Well, we're there currently we at 100 likes, which is very good, actually. Thank you very much for all those 100 likes. Maybe we'll try to get to, like... No, I was going to say 500. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't 500. sure like, what the number is. Okay, 500. Excuse me. <laughs> Dude, I can get to 300 in my sleep. Come on. No, now. wait. Sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. 513, please. Okay, 513. The gauntlet has been set down. We're almost at 200. Let's get into the main topic at hand. So, this actually, you know, because. I think, I don't know if you guys get this a lot, but I get this uh, every now and again on the old Twitter machine and on YouTube comments and stuff. It's like, well, you're very anti-WWE. Like when I say like, well, Raw's pretty boring at the moment. It's like, well, you're anti-WWE. You just want WWE to be bad. And there is a very famous British uh, sitcom uh, over here, or sitcom, sorry, Denise, uh, over here uh, called I'm Alan Partridge. And in that first series of it, he calls up his ex-wife in a very sort of like upset state to have a go at her a new partner's choice of car because he's got a bit of a he's got a very like quite a bad car and he insults the car and he says not my words the words of top gear magazine so in this sense these isn't our words these are the words of john cena himself he said to usa today i wish there was some sort of fountain of youth where i could be a full-time contributor the longer WWE continued to bet on an aging prospect, that makes WWE's future a little less stable. And we, I've been kind of saying this since like the rumors of SummerSlam started, which like, oh yeah, the two main events will be Roman Reigns versus John Cena, and it will be uh, Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley. I was like, dang, we're relying on the part-timers, I guess, going back to that old age. And, you know, and WrestleMania's always had the same problems. Um, SP3, you are nodding in sort of agreement, so I'm going to come to you first. Uh, what do you, what did you make of Cena's comments? Um, He's, like, preaching to the choir when it comes to me because I've kind of been on this bandwagon for a while. I think it goes all the way back to, like, WrestleMania 34 when, you know, the talk was, oh, we're going to bring The Undertaker back. And I was like, what? I was literally there at WrestleMania 33 and saw him retire. Why are we bringing him back? And I kind of made the analogy when they did the DX versus Brothers of Destruction in Saudi Arabia that WWE is becoming what they hated. For a long time in 1998, 1999, WWE with Triple H, The Rock, all these young stars would point over at, at uh, WCW and be like, oh, you're relying on nostalgia. You're relying on the old stars. You're not giving an opportunity for the new stars. And now that's exactly what they're doing. They That's why when the reports started coming out that, oh, WWE is going to make new changes. They're going to come out with new stuff. And I was like, that just means old stars are going to be coming back. And that's exactly what's happened. You got John Cena, you got Goldberg coming in. 
I wouldn't be surprised in six months, The Undertaker makes a return. I know we got the final farewell, but that's just what The Undertaker does. He has his farewells and then he comes back. But WWE has been relying on nostalgia as a boost for them for so long. And it works. It works every single time. And I'm someone that gets criticized for being anti-WWE myself. And I, I didn't tell you, Luke, last time I was on camera with you, but I'll let everybody know here. My wife works for WWE, so I want them to be successful. I get They put food in my stomach, in my kid's mouth, so I want them to be successful. If I go on camera, I go on YouTube, and I criticize WWE, that comes from a place of love. And them relying on older stars has been going on for way too long to the fact that you have guys in NXT there for years, and they get called up, and you're like, oh, this is a fresh new star. Well, you got Damian Priest, who's 38. You got Matt Riddle, who's about 36, 37. These are your new stars. Big E finally gets a push. He's 35 years old. Like, they wait so long to capitalize on guys that when they came in, they were young, fresh, hot prospects, but they wait seven, eight years before to give them opportunity. This is going to keep going on for years to come. Uh, Denise, what do you make of it? All hail Legends Night. <laughs> all right. No, but in all seriousness, all seriousness, I mean, you already touched on a lot of things that I wanted to mention, but I'll just kind of take off in a different direction here. And I kind of want to talk about what we were chatting a little bit off air was the fact that John Cena is Hollywood. He's at the point where, like, he knows no matter what, uh, w, if he wants to pop in, or, uh, you know, for, you know, summer of Cena in the future, John, uh, WWE is going to say yes to John Cena. So I feel like he's definitely in the position where he can kind of say anything he wants and not have to worry about getting any heat whatsoever. Uh, and I'm sure there's people that are probably upset at this quote, to be honest. I don't think this quote's that big of a deal. And I know that's our topic of the show. But to be honest, I just think it, it it was something that a comment. I think that given John Cena's nature, uh, it wasn't anything bad whatsoever. What he said, I thought that obviously he brought up some valid points, and it it is true. Like they gotta you know not rely always on the nostalgic acts because you know fast forward and like what twenty years, who are gonna be the nostalgic acts by then? Like what if they didn't build big enough stars to have those people come back? And I'm sure, you know obviously there are because there's plenty of people that you know we're all going to be fans of still in 20 years but the point is though that they just need to like here's the problem and i'm going to use an example of the rolling loud festival so the rolling loud festival i i didn't agree with a lot of the people that they put on those uh shows because the people didn't know who they were the matches were boring there was no uh you know no popping the crowd or anything like that i actually thought that in that scenario including some of the young talent with the uh you know more known people was should have been the right call to do in that sense because it's not your typical wrestling crowd and then i what god what was it like just recently um when you know the crowds came back i remember on raw this was something that sean and i were talking about was the fact that some of the people that got the biggest reactions like during that period were all your like people that are already known. Like, I remember we had like what? We had like no reaction for like people like Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, no reactions for any of those people. But then, you know, you hear John Cena's music and then you hear, you know, on the SmackDown side, you hear Edge's music. And it's like, you get such different reactions to those people. And that is very telling when you see stuff like that, that, you know, a lot of the talent didn't necessarily get those exact same reactions. So, uh, I do think that there are times where they rely uh, too much on previous talent, 
Yeah, I, I think like it's it's almost a self fulfilling prophecy, really. It is I think because they never put the time into making new stars, which you know has been a WWE problem for a long period of time. You know, a lot of people yeah. in the in our live chat today have been like, "Dude, like this company's been stale for a long old time. Why are you asking? Are they in danger of becoming like it's been stale for ages?" But like they because they don't really put a lot of emphasis into uh, like a lot of new stars they just sort of like cherry pick like one or two you know seth rollins i would argue is probably the last big star that they made uh, that you you are always going to get bigger reactions for the guys that you are putting like it's your, we're, we're gonna bring back nostalgia acts because no one else is over but then you're not trying to get anyone else over so it's always going to be the nostalgia acts that are over and i think it's it's very telling that whenever raw ratings are bad usa network's responses were put on legends nights because Legends Night brings in the viewers, put on roll out Ric Flair, roll out you know the red carpet for all of them because that's what's going to pop the reins. Get Steve Austin on the show for a change. Um, sorry, to get my mic stand there. Here's the other thing that I do want to add, and I think that this is where they're necessarily making the mistake is that they have people that can be stars. Like that's not the issue, right? Like they have the talent there, but the problem is the two problems. One. There are certain talents that I feel they don't believe in strong enough to actually let them go out there and become stars. And two, if you notice, they don't let their stars be bigger than the brand. By that, I mean, I don't think that they want a repeat of The Rock, Batista, John Cena, these people that make a name for themselves in WWE, and then they go off and essentially become bigger stars in Hollywood. And then this kind of ties into that whole conversation about you know, third party stuff, whether or not this person could be on Twitch or on YouTube, etc. I actually think that if they were to have, you know, uh, Luke Owen, the wrestler on their company, and all of a sudden Luke Owen, the wrestler gets really over uh, in the video game community, or I don't know, maybe you're this comedic actor on a Netflix series. I don't know, whatever the case may be, you're doing an outside project. Uh, instead of just thinking like, okay, this person's going to leave. Let's have that be something where it's like, oh, now you have these new eyeballs where like these people that know you from a different uh poor a different realm of entertainment could be like oh man like luke owen the wrestler oh, i'm such a fan of him when he comes out on that show or on that but he talks about this video game or whatever i'm gonna go watch him on this so i do think that they also need to allow people to kind of uh get a little bit bigger than the brands so they could bring the attention there because and then that's why they keep bringing people like john cena back because why he became bigger than the brand you know situations a little bit different with the rock uh but same thing bigger than the brand and i just feel like that is a fear of theirs where instead of seeing it as a positive that somebody could get famous outside of w more famous outside of wwe uh they're seeing it as you know oh they're just leaving us and, and if they get too famous then they're not going to want to be part of the company anymore yeah so on I was going to say SP3, actually. Uh, actually, you make your point, and I'll, I'll, I'll bring up my question for you. No, it was like everything that uh, Denise, says, Denise just said was on point, because when you look at even the stars, I would say the stars that they last made were the four horsewomen. And and even with that, it's kind of been sparing how they pushed them. Like, you know, Sasha Banks has gotten a lot of success, but 
she never successfully defended a title that she won for a very long time. But even her, she has this appeal and this look that has got her over to Disney Plus, Beyond the Mandalorian. And now she's a star where it's a, it was a question when she was off television. Is she going to come back? Is she going to stick with Hollywood? I think WWE is scared of that. They're very much scared of anyone becoming too big outside of their bubble and they don't hold on to them for very long. That's why I think that it's been great what they've done with Roman Reigns finally let him be himself because they tried to put him into the WWE spectrum and it was like WWE made Roman Reigns but then when they let Roman Reigns be himself he's become a bigger star. He's already made an appearance on the Hobbs and Shaw movie. You know there's going to be more success that happens after that. So I think that this is something that WWE doesn't want to happen but it's also causing them to not have stars for nostalgia pops in the future yeah i think the other problem they have as well and actually it's, it's a, something that uptown avondale has just brought up in the chat like look how quickly they flattened out drew yeah like that is a that is an incredible point and to illustrate that point i just quickly loaded up um we did our wrestle talk end of year awards which we send out to uh lots of wrestling um personalities and like denise and sp3 you both voted for in this for like the wrestler of the year Drew McIntyre was Wrestler of the Year last year in the Wrestle Talk Awards. He had seven top-level nominations, 19 overall nominations. He beat Kenny Omega by nearly 30-odd points in terms of voting. And now, if I was to do this poll now, I didn't think I didn't think Drew's cracking the top 10. I really don't know if he is. And if he is, he is barely cracking the top 10. And I think that is a damning indictment of WWE's booking of that man over the last six or so months. We are literally like in the final months of this year, it feels like yeah. already. Like we really are getting closer to the end of the year uh, than we are closer to the year, right? Okay, anyways, the point is that Drew McIntyre, at the end of the year, when you come at me with this voting, I'm not going to vote for Drew McIntyre. And I already know it right now. Like you don't even got to wait till the end of the year. I mean, unless they like dramatically do something different in the next couple of months and all right maybe but as of right now definitely definitely not and that's very sad because they had something with him everybody like you wrestling fans we're not always on the same page here whatsoever i feel like drew mcintyre was legit somebody that i would say that at least 90 or so percentage of the fans were like behind drew mcintyre and that's a pretty high percentage based on the fact that we can't agree on anything uh sp3 i mean what do you make of drew's like uh 2021 that he's had thus far i uh, it's it's just a case of wwe not wanting someone to get too big and you know you brought up seth rollins before but look what they did to him they they squandered his stardom for the fiend and now we see where the fiend's at so you know it's all what wwe kind of does like that's why when you gave me the voting i kind of had drew maybe third in my wrestler of the year because i was like I don't believe he's still going to be in this spot. So what did really his 2000, his successful 2020 really do for him? I had John Moxley hire because he became a bigger star than what he was in WWE in 2020. And he had a very, you know, establishing, adding prestige to AEW and the AEW World Championship. Kenny Omega was probably the worker of the year in so many different types of matches, whether it was singles matches, tag team matches, cinematic matches. I felt like their 20 20s were more important to them and professional wrestling than what Drew McIntyre did. I feel like Drew McIntyre got the sympathy vote because WWE was put into hard times. WWE has the most eyes on them. 
And I just feel like it was it wasn't something that was gonna last. And we saw what what happened. Basically, they kind of passed him over to go to Lashley. I mean, even before that, by the end of the year, they kind of passed him up for Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns got the victory over him at Survivor Series. Roman Reigns put in promos before Survivor Series, you're a great number two. You're a great number two, but I'm back now. I'm the number one spot. You're always going to be number two. And then he beat Drew. So it kind of confirmed what he said. So I actually have oh, – are we moving on to something else or do I have time no, to no, make no, an example? Absolutely, okay. No, no, no. Please, so I have no, an please, example please, based on what we're talking about here. So this is a real-life thing that I just thought about like right now. Okay, so let's say – okay, so obviously the key to WWE growing their success uh, contributes also to mainstream media. You know that there are only certain people that really get that mainstream uh, attention, not everybody, because let's face it, like pop culture – like some of the pop culture websites aren't interested in a lot of the talents that they have right now okay all right i'm gonna paint you guys a picture you're on a red carpet you guys are reporters as fans and as people that know the business you have sting ray mysterio kurt angle becky lynch uh the bellas out of just those names right there who is on your list where you're like i really want to interview this person like take who, me through the list again okay okay so i'll go sting i'm gonna give you sting mm-hmm. rick yep. flair mick foley um, I'll give you Rey Mysterio and Kurt Angle, the Ballas, Becky Lynch. Who would be like the person that you're like, I need to grab this person? Like for you personally, for an interview. For me personally, for an interview. I kind of always wanted to interview Sting, but I okay. think Becky would be Becky would be my pick though. I think Becky'd be the person I'd go after. Okay, what about you? And you said like I'm a, like a Hollywood interviewer. No, you're just an interviewer. Oh, like just you're an just an interviewer. Honestly, I feel like the best interview is going to be Ric Flair. Okay, this is my point right here. Thank you guys very much. I just wanted to make a point. I'm going to give you guys an example. When they did that Fox blue carpet, they had every single legend that you can, like pretty much every single legend that you can think of, okay? I'm talking Rey Mysterio, Goldberg, Sting, Mick Foley, all of those names, all right? And I will tell you that E! News, when they were there, you know who they interviewed the longest? time possible the bella twins and you want to know why well they're on the network but they're also one of the only people that were on that list that had an outside project out of wwe and they were the ones that got like a 20 minute interview i don't even know if they interviewed people like sting or rick flair or people like that which is insane just want to make an example Oh, no, I mean, it's, it's an excellent point, actually. That's a really interesting point. Although you were making me have horrible flashbacks to when I was uh, uh, doing movie reviews and I used to do red carpet events and I hated doing red carpet <laughs> events. Oh, they're the Why worst. Why do you hate them? They're so boring. <laughs> How are they like, boring? Really, they're so, so much... adrenaline rushing. No, there's no, oh, there's no adrenaline. In yes, there, there, there is, I need, Luke. I need adrenaline to keep myself awake. Luke, I did like, that for years. There's adrenaline. Standing around for ages just waiting for people to show up so they can you know do your interview which is like oh hey what about your new movie yeah it's great cool that's that's the two minutes i got i guess i can write 20 news articles out of that can i a star of movie says movie is good excellent well, all right well my experiences were totally different mine were adrenaline rushy because i was like oh i gotta make sure i get this talent oh my god i actually got this talent okay that's, 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 there's a whole science to it that's why I asked, like, what am I? Am I like a Hollywood interviewer? <laughs> that's who I would have picked. I would have picked the Bella Twins because they're on E. 
they're the, like I said for a long time before, you know, the era of the four horse women and Ronda Rousey coming in. I was like the biggest stars that women's wrestling had for a long time was the Bella Twins because them being on Total Divas created brand new professional wrestling fans for better or worse. I don't think the, the Total Divas was the best television, although John Cena coming up with a cohabitation agreement is one of the greatest reality television scenes of all time. Uh, I, he, he changed the game for men out there. I just want to say that. But <laughs> I, I would say that it created so many different like female uh, professional wrestling fans and brought them in. And that's why when they did Evolution, it was Ronda Rousey, the, the face of MMA, uh, MMA sports, coming into WWE versus Nikki Bella. Because Nikki Bella was the biggest female star they could have put against Ronda Rousey in the main event. I, I was looking forward to Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair like everybody else, but I knew what the right decision was to put in the headlines, to put on the marquee if the two biggest names possible. Exactly. My mom doesn't know Charlotte Flair. My mom doesn't know Sasha Banks. She doesn't know Bianca Belair. She doesn't know Carmella. She knows Nikki and Brie Bella. Me and my friend, we went to a WWE house show back in sort of 2015, I think, maybe might even 2014 or something along those lines. A friend of ours at work who she did not like wrestling at all. She was not interested in wrestling whatsoever. But she said, can you get me a Brimo T-shirt? And like, and do you know what? Brimo T-shirts were there. Were the Bella Twins booked? Were they balls? They weren't even in the country, but like they were selling <laughs> Bella Twins merchandise because it was flying off the shelves. Incredible. Incredible um oh yeah by the way like so just to get my side of the thing with the red carpet stuff so i used to like the website that i wrote for as well wasn't a big website so we didn't get like if i i did the expendables three uh red carpet events um i didn't get sylvester stallone for an interview i didn't get wesley snipes for an interview i didn't get uh whoever the heck uh whoever you know oh they came up to me and like we got these stars of the only way is essex like do you want any of them i'm like no why would i possibly want to interview some reality tv stars about a movie they're not in how does that possibly benefit me that is red carpets i don't know what to tell you like unless you're like the first three outlets first five outlets you ain't getting the big stars unless you got denise salcedo there I'm <laughs> I'm a, I'm I mean, if you're in the last spot of the red carpet you can oh, actually have a major worst. advantage you just gotta go I, yeah me. i'm sorry can i have that <laughs> and then you're like oh poor thing and then you're like thank you i got it <laughs> see oh, it looks like you gotta learn to worst. work your charms I did you know what I did like I I quite like doing uh, and I still get to do these as well uh, I like doing proper like media junkets in hotels and stuff where like yeah, you go those in there are and it's that down and they feed you like, and give you gifts yeah you get some like free sandwiches and things like that a cup of tea it's, okay it's, we get like, a lot more than that like we get like a full on <laughs> buffet like I'm talking what? like buffet craft services yes yeah, there the you go thing. I used to do I'm background work. I used to do background work. That was the best part about it. I've been on like Law and Order. I was like, everybody's like, oh my God, you were on Law and Order? I was like, yeah, I sat next to Ice-T. They was like, what was your favorite part about it? I was like, craft services was the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best part. They have a lot of food, Luke. A lot of food. Dude, when I used to make, uh, like me and my friends used to make movies, we used to put on like, we, we felt like, you know, we need to like feed the cast and everything like that. So we would just put together some real cheap ass ham sandwiches because our budget was super duper low. I'm not uh, coming out in one of your movies. <laughs> 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 All right. I at least need like, they give you like these boxes where like 
they're all like like let's say they do sandwiches right like they put labels on the boxes you open it up you get these beautiful cut thick sandwiches with like chips and a side and then you go to the drink area i mean it's marvelous yeah, and they give you happening. like bougie desserts that, that aren't good though but they're bougie <laughs> <laughs> like the the rainbow cakes the little yeah like they cakes. give you yeah. like cups and they're they're so fa- they, they look delicious but they taste like butt <laughs> <laughs> look cool taste like butt that's yeah, uh that's Denise Salcedo's new twitter bio <laughs> look cool taste like butt, butt. <laughs> trust me you have no idea how many times that would happen to me i would go and i'd be like oh that looks fancy i'm gonna get that i taste it i'm like oh <laughs> that always happens trust me don't eat the dessert at the fancy places Right, well, we've got to get into some of these Ultra Chats uh, that we have got here. Uh, by the way, we are at 432 likes off our 513 targets. Uh, so you need to get those thumbs up there, guys, to play my Taylor Swift music video. Keith Lloyd says, my conspiracy theory uh, side is telling me that Ric Flair wanted to leave WWE. I think Vince will have Cena go over Reigns at SummerSlam to break Flair's record. So that's why they think that was the creative differences that um, sort of like apparently the Ric Flair's been talking about. Uh, Denise, do you think Cena's breaking the record? Breaking, oh, breaking the record? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm going to go with no. SB3, do we think Cena's uh, universal champion after SummerSlam? If it was the Peacemaker, maybe, because that promotes the new <laughs> show. But John Cena beating Roman Reigns, I don't see it. And I think it had more to do with him impregnating a younger woman against his daughter that might have been the booking that he was against. Oh, I, yeah, for, I, I misunderstood you. I was like, John Cena, he impregnated. I was no, like, no, no. this story? I'm talking about Ric Flair. Yeah, I completely <laughs> forgot. I was thinking like real life stories. I was like, John Cena impregnated? Who? I know, Why I, hasn't anyone I, told honestly, me? When SB3 started talking, I was like, was there some story that I missed? That's the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah me too. I was bit. like, I didn't hear this story. Damn, that sounds like a juicy story. Cool the scoop i got the scoop yeah imagine oh my god who who the thunk that sp3 is like scoop out scooping sean ross sap in 2021 and john cena scandal <laughs> oh my right god on right on wrestle talk podcast right <laughs> <laughs> um okay our light goal has been hit so we will oh, get wow. to play the video we'll, we'll do it in a like, higher goal we'll do it in about 15 minutes or so i want to get through some of these ultra chats wow first. Card oh. subject to change. Hey, dude, I, in all fairness, I didn't change anything. I said I would play that at about 15 minutes, like at about quarter to the hour. And then you yeah. were the one who was like, let's put on like a like yeah, thing and so we'll then... get people to like the video. And that's how we'll do it. And we'll like Wait, set up that way. That's your impression of me? I thought it was pretty spot on, to be honest. What? <laughs> how is that me? How okay, is that me? me? Oh, I love this show. <laughs> all right well fine then if that's what we're doing <laughs> up, everybody welcome to the show i'm luke let's get to 550 y'all <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna get better at my luke impression 
Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. James Hanley said, I searched WWE Stale on YouTube. The fourth hit was a Wrestle Talk News video. <laughs> Wait, was what was it? Fun. What was the uh, I what searched WWE Stale on YouTube. The fourth hit was a Wrestle Talk News video that was hosted by Luke with the title WWE admits to being stale until fans return. That was the Hell in a Cell 2021 review. Yeah. Now I'm going to say it's a bit stale. That's true. Uh, Stephen Guzman, I think WWE has already gotten stale. In an era where so much uh, exciting wrestling is happening outside just WWE, they feel stale and plain. My father, as a casual wrestling fan, enjoyed C uh, GCW Homecoming more than WWE in 2021 because he said, I feel like WWE is always the same. Uh, Mr. Gajilly yeah. says, right on topic, I feel that WWE has no real long-term plans with no real stars, but maybe Roman, Seth, Charlotte, and Alexa with its uh, stop-start stories and nothing seeming impo uh, important points to Vince either destroying or selling his product. I'm not sure about that one. Uh, I, st I still don't know where I sit on the selling uh, the product thing, but I do think that, uh, the, uh, I think that he's right though, uh, which is that like I think that if you are a big star, you have the long-term plans. If you're not, then you get the stop start week to week. Here's what's going on. Yeah. You know, we had the that that writer coming out defending the carrion cross angle, which was just like, guys, it was building to a story. It was how we're going to bring in Scarlet and this, that, and the other. It was like, that's why Jeff Hardy was going to beat him twice because that's how we were going to bring this in. And then you're like, okay, cool. Then why did he beat Keith Lee? Because surely if your story was he was going to lose all the time, why did he win? Because you've stopped that story already. So like it, it, it all sort of falls apart, like right at the off. I don't know, man. I used to think that like I wasn't smart and now I'm thinking that I kind of am because I wouldn't have done the decision like that. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was crazy, the people that were defending it. And now we're seeing that it might have an outcome on the ramifications of stars re-signing with Adam Cole's contract being inspired. Like, do you want to stay and get called up to the main roster and then become Karrion Cross, Or do you want to stay in NXT and for another four years where you've already done everything you could? Or do you want to go out to the open and go to an AEW, an Impact Wrestling, a New Japan, where if you sign with one company, you can work with all of them. So you'll never get stale. But you know why people are defending that, though? Because they just don't like Karrion Cross. Versus looking at it as like, oh, he's the NXT champion. No, it's like, oh, I don't like that guy. That's that's what people are seeing it as. Yeah. Uh, Tariq says, uh, Luke doing a Taylor Swift video is the only time I will voluntarily listening to her music. Uh, Cena, and hey. Goldberg <laughs> Cena and Goldberg are two different animals. Cena can still add something to the product, but Goldberg only detracts from it. Love you all. Greetings from Germany. That is an Did interesting you hear that reaction from the crowd. I think if anything, we learned that the online community is not the only community. I mean, oh, dude, I said the same thing in our raw review. And uh, I, I honestly me? felt bad. I felt bad for you, Denise, on the Fightful post show that you had. Oh, with, uh, that's with because Sean. Sean doesn't let me talk. And he like he he saw an opportunity to make a controversy that wasn't about him, that was about me. And he got everybody to attack me on that podcast and didn't even let me finish talking. I mean, it was like, and then people were putting words in my mouth. You've had that yeah, happen to you, right? It's terrible. Oh, it happens all the time to me. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> um, I don't know. SPV, what do you think? Do you think that Cena and Goldberg are different animals? Do you think that one of them isn't adding anything over the other? Um, yeah, I mean, Goldberg is basically doing the same story that he did with Drew McIntyre in January. 
And it was the same story that he did with The Fiend in 2020. We've seen this story. It could go one of two ways, and it really has no outcome or bearing on the future of WWE even two or three months later. Like, did any outside of being angry that Goldberg beat The Fiend, did his Universal Championship reign have any ramifications on WWE at all? He loses it to Braun Strowman in front of nobody. Braun Strowman holds the title for like five, six months, which was a boring five or six months. If you remember him getting slimed or beating up uh, The Miz in John Morrison's car or Alexa Bliss turning on him and stuff like that. And then, yeah, this year, uh, the Drew McIntyre feud, it had no bearing because Drew lost the title a month later. Yeah. Uh, Tony Tony P says, I know you all look for uh, the same things when reviewing wrestling, storyline, entertainment techniques. So can you explain to me what you place more value in above most things uh, or look for out for most? Curious to know Ollie and Sean's opinion if they're in the chat. Um, so what do you place what do you place your most value on when you're watching Raw or Dynamite or SmackDown or NXT or whatever it is, Impact? What do you what is the thing you place value on most, Denise? In ring skills for every match the match needs to be good and entertaining because as somebody that watches a lot of wrestling, consumes a lot of hours of wrestling, I hate when something is mediocre, but because other people don't watch as much wrestling, they're like, oh, it's great. And you're just a hater. I'm like, no, it's trash because I've seen better. Um, also, where's that comment that was just there? Uh, Luke's impersonation of Denise Salcedo is on point. Absolutely correct. <laughs> oh, and um, you know what, Luke? You should come here and... Do your little accent and be me, whatever. I want to see, you know, you know, my dream scenario is I need to see Luke touring Los Angeles. I need to see you having like a brunch day. I need to see you at the pink wall at Melrose. Like I need to see you having a, a Los Angeles-esque day. Oh, do you know what? I've watched so much. I've watched Clueless so many times over the years. I think I would live the best LA day. See, that's the that's what I need to see. Like in my life, that's something that I need to see. I will be the Dion to your share, Luke. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, I love that. Just let's not go on the freeway. It's terrifying on the freeway. Oh my God. Um, I'll lend you my Jeep too so that you can really live this life. The Clueless life. <laughs> I think I would look amazing in uh, Cher's outfits as well. Uh, SP3, uh, sorry, before we move on to a, a couple of more chats before we get into the music video, um, what, do you, what do you place your value on when you're watching uh, wrestling products? Um, if it's the weekly uh, content, I need a balance. Like having good in-ring content is great, but there's some weeks like on an NXT, they never have bad wrestling, but sometimes it's really boring. Like this week was really boring to me because the angles are not that fun. There's like one or two good promos, but there's nothing that I can write and say it was noteworthy. Whereas AEW has that nice balance where you got the hangman and, and elite angles, but you also have good wrestling with Lee Johnson versus Miro. You got a great angle with Alice, uh, Malachi Black's debut. So I like the balance with the weekly content. Yeah, I, I think I'm in a similar boat to you. Like, I, I, I would much prefer. I don't shows being boring is the worst. I'd much rather a bad show than a boring show. Because these are bad shows. There's something to talk about. Like, we've there have been episodes when me, yeah. me and Ollie used to review Raw and SmackDown together, where I was like, "There's nothing to talk about this SmackDown show. It was just two hours of nothing." Dude, I got heat for saying I didn't have nothing to say about this week's episode of NXT. I was like, <laughs> "Man, chill, people." Like, people were mad. Like, how do you not have anything to say? And I'm like, "Damn, like, I'm sorry, but this show was not good today." And I got, so, I got, I got a little bit of heat for that. 
the, in the fairness, the two best segments were pre-taped. The the prime target with Walter and Dragonoth and Dakota Kai's promo. That was it. Like, and I that really... wasn't even like anything to like be like over the moon completely. But no. I mean, based on that show, yeah, you could be over the moon based on everything else you saw. But compared to everything else, not really. Oh god! And they had like the worst makeout session ever. <laughs> like, come on! Like me and my pillow could do better. Uh, I am. Um... I'll, I'll be honest with you. I probably could have done a whole hour just on that Zoe Stark's Io Shirai angle. Oh, God. Oh, God. I thought Dude. I was overreacting. How did you guys feel about that? I, that was, I legit said, go on, SB3, you go. I literally said it was the worst segment in NXT history. Like, I, I don't think that is, that is far-fetched to say. It's one of the worst things, worst acting, worst message they were getting across with her being borderline racist at the it at was the super racist <laughs> i don't like your food it looks gross let me throw it out and also you must be friends with everybody or you must know everybody that looks like you it was super racist that's literally what happened and you know what's oh, sad not, when dude, i was I watching know. this i was like oh they're out to brunch this is gonna be a great segment let's see how they <laughs> live their lives and then i was like oh this is going the wrong direction oh, it was bad man was like so bad. i i I said to uh, I said on the one of the morning meeting calls that we had, I was like, I don't think it's just the worst segment that NXT has done. I think it's probably the worst segment. It, it's the worst thing that WWE has done in a long ass time, like as a whole, like across all three brands. I think it is up there with like Lashley sisters level of like <laughs> bad TV. I'm trying. I don't know, because there's been a lot of bad stuff. I, I don't know if I'm too confident on that one because there's been a lot of bad stuff. Uh, Marcel Arts said, I think another reason why WWE fears wrestlers to grow bigger than the brand is that they get used to the treatment they get elsewhere and they expect WWE to do that as well. Healthcare is something awesome. Stay safe. Love you all. And the legit Thunderboss said, remember when Ryback said that WWE doesn't want another John Cena and everyone called him an idiot? I think we owe that guy an apology. <laughs> uh, well, do you know what? I think it's time. Oh, man. It's time. It's time. Right. Right. just prolonging it. I know. That's okay. what it also, really was. Also, I am going to bring in another special guest into this stream who has been politely sitting in the back end waiting for uh, his opportunity. Please welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast, John Kiernan. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, uh, John, if uh, no one is aware, John does a lot of wrestling entrance music, don't you, John? Oh. That's what they say, yeah. Um, I'm the <laughs> composer for the United Wrestling Network, and I've done things for PJ Black, Fred Rosser, and um, Ring of Honor, New Japan, different people. I obviously am a fan of all y'all as well, and it is great to see you, my friend, SP3. Always, a, always. We connected over at Bullet Club Block Party. Awesome times, my guy. Yeah, it's great to see you, brother. <laughs> so the reason that John is here is because John and I were chatting anyway about uh, having you on the show to do an interview, which I think we'll do like a full proper uh, thing with you. But I, I, I kind of wanted you here for this. Um, and that is because I suddenly was like, you know, I've got to do this Taylor Swift video thing because England didn't win the Euros. Do you think you could help me out here? And John was like, oh, yeah. Oh, I actually I felt bad about asking because I was like, I'm taking up your time. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 
36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want salon perfect nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Here, like you, you're a much more important man than to do this. And, and John was like, "No, no, no, I'll do it." He, John, said to me, "Oh, it'll take me about a week." Within 24 hours, he had me the rough track to like work with. Amazing. <laughs> but so I, I, I've had on John. I've got to apologize to you. I've had this for a week. I did this all in the last few hours. I believe and... in you. I believe in what you're going <laughs> no, to bring. Please table. don't. So, I okay. I don't know what to make of what I've done because <laughs> it's bad, but I don't know if it's like a, I only don't know what I was trying to create. Do you know what? Maybe I'll just play it. Maybe I'll just play it because I, I don't know. I may have to leave the room because I've watched this video <laughs> enough. But like, I don't even know if I want to see what the chat has to sing about this. Cause I, I just think it's going to be just bad, but wait, how many so, live viewers do we have at the moment? Uh, we currently have, I mean, I'm trying to work out how many people are going to tune out. Uh, so <laughs> currently, <laughs> Or at just under 1700. I, that number is going to drop. That number is going to drop. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're high. about to embarrass yourself in front of a lot of people, Luke. It's going to oh, be such a I, good time. Oh, I don't know, John. And so, like, <laughs> I, I was thinking about this today. I am going to play the video, I promise you. So, I, I always make the joke that uh, Wrestle Talk makes a lot of bad content. And, and I think that we do. We make a lot of bad content this might be the worst thing we're ever going to release on this channel. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. I lost the, I lost the bet with Denise Salcedo. She challenged me to sing, uh, shake it off on karaoke. I went one step beyond, I guess, uh, with the help of the excellent John Kiernan. Here we go. I stay up too late. Nothing in my brain. And that's what people say. Mm -hmm. oh, that's what people say. Mm -hmm. I could want too many dates, but I can make them stay. At least that's what people say. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's what people say. 
But I keep cruising, can't stop, won't stop moving. Like I got this music in my mind saying it's gonna be alright. Cause the play is gonna play. Play, 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 play. And the hate is gonna hate. Hey, 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 hey. Maybe I'm just gonna shake. Shake, 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 shake. Shake it all, shake it all. Humphrey's gonna break. Fight, 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 fight. And the fake is gonna pay. Fight, 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 fight. Oh, baby, I'm just gonna say. Shake, 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 shake. it off. Shake it off. I never miss a beat. I'm landing on my feet. Oh, that's what they don't see. Oh, that's what they don't see. I keep dancing on my hoes. Dancing on my hoes. I make the boobs up as I go. Boobs up as I go. That's what they don't know. Oh, that's what they don't know. But I keep cruising. Can't stop, won't stop proving. Like I got this music in my mind saying it's gonna be alright. Cause the player's gonna play. Boy, 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 boy. And the haters gonna hate. Hey, 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 oh, baby, hey. I'm just gonna shake. Shake, 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 shake. it off. Shake it off. Humphrey's gonna pray. Right, 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 right. And the fakers gonna pay. Oh, baby, I'm just gonna shake. Shake it off. 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 Hey, 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 and just think while you've been getting down and out by the lies and the dirty, dirty cheats in the world, you could have been getting down to this sick beat. My ex-man brought his new girlfriend, she said, oh my god, I'm just gonna shake it to the fella over there with the hella good hair, won't you come on over baby, we can shake, shake, shake. Cause the player's gonna play And the haters gonna hate Oh baby, I'm just gonna shake Shake it off, shake it off A freak is gonna break And the fingers gonna fade Oh baby, I'm just gonna shake Shake it off, shake it off Shake it off, shake it off I, I, I shake it off, shake it off. I, I, I shake it off, shake it off. I, I, I shake it off, I shake it off. Shake it off, shake it off. I, I, I shake it off, shake it off. I, I, I shake it off, shake it off. I, I, I shake it off, I shake it off. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. That was glorious. Pick that head up, my brother. That was that was it. (laughs) That was amazing. I have so I don't even is that really you singing BTW? It it really was, yes. That was that was me doing it like I didn't know you had that like type of sound of voice. I had a very sore throat after doing it. Oh I um God. this was um 
<laughs> Look, okay, so yeah, I, I agree. There's some people saying like, yeah, that was dreadful. That was bad. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> so, you know, it's also really hilarious that I know you watched the music video too because you did the uh, like the cartwheels and the really bad gymnastics <laughs> because that's what she does in the video. And then I wasn't expecting the scene, you on the toilet. And then I thought you were going to change the word when she says, my ex-man brought his new girlfriend. And I was like, how is he going to play this part out? And so I thought that was hilarious. This was epic. This is the best thing I've ever seen. And your timing was good, man. I got to tell you, you were just on point with the timing and everything like that. That was super fun, dude. And I like the little Easter egg in the back that you do have a guitar over in your place. So had I known <laughs> that you play guitar, I'd asked you to do that. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I mean, I, I cannot play that guitar. I'm a drummer. Like, I, I can't play any instruments. Go. You're going to clip this out, right? Like, you've got to yeah. put it out there. Like, this will get you, like, tons of views. Like, you've got to do it. This needs to be got its it. own video, for sure. Yes. <laughs> At first. At first, I thought I was watching Meshuggah for a second. I thought it was the lead singer of that. And then all of a sudden, we <laughs> went into this. And I was like, all right, I am in the right place today. That was I, that was amazing. I don't think you made it seem like it was just going to be you in front of a wall being like, shake it off. Like, I thought it was going to be really bad. I, uh, I I I wanted to, you know, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go all out. I'm going to get AEW this and go all out. But like, I am, um, yeah, I, I, it was actually a bit of a sort of a, a, a dream for me uh, because... I, ever since I was a teenager, I wanted to be a rock and roll star. I wanted to be in like my own rock band. I wanted to be in my new metal band. So this was a bit of a, I'm bad at it, but at least I got to do it and people got to see it. I mean, more people have watched this than have ever seen any of the gigs I've ever done. <laughs> I cannot believe this. I am so glad that you lost that bet because I did not <laughs> expect it to be this great whatsoever. So I say kudos. What are the people yeah. saying? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I think some people liked it. Uh, anyway, uh, are you getting John, buried in the chat? I, I, I think, think well, some people, people are burying me. I think, yeah, I think oh, some people are burying me. I think it's a, a mixed reaction, maybe. <laughs> uh john thank you so much for for putting that music together like uh the, the track yeah. you did was excellent i don't know if you can hear it as well like john did all the little details in there as well it was oh i heard it wonderful. i heard great it job, john great job <laughs> it was you, wonderful thank you, was <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> yeah that's a hard song to sing by the <laughs> way like that's it's really difficult that's it's, like it's it's well, the way she does things is really i had to i had to multi-track layer it because otherwise i couldn't get it all done She's brilliant, Luke. <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> anyway, John, thank you so much. We will, we will have you on this show properly, John, so we can talk about your music. We we're going to get you, like, you might do some live music for us as well. So I thank you so much for coming on to the show and joining us today. I really appreciate it. Of course. It. Thank you thank for the you. invite. And once again, awesome job, my man. And thank you to everybody. <laughs> thank you so much. See you later, John. Thank you, you very much. Oh, Did we right. Lose well. Viewers? With your performance? Yeah, 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 pretty pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Some people change after that. <laughs> Luke, how could this happen to you? <laughs> well, we've got some other ultra chats that we need to get through. Uh so oh, <laughs> I thought it was fantastic. Anybody who had an issue with that video is gonna have to take it up with me. I'll defend that. I'll defend that. I want to hear a rap Thank version next. Yes, oh, <laughs> there you <Yeah>. go. <laughs> Joe, it's because like the reason why I got so like panicky about it is because I was like, I mean, it's bad, but is it funny bad or is it just bad bad? And I'm just gonna put this video up for three minutes. And I was like, what were you doing? What were you thinking with this? <laughs> Has Kate seen it? 
Or has she not I, seen no, it? No, no, no. Kate has not seen that yet. No. Oh, she, okay. she heard me singing it because like I told her, I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm going to have to do some shouting in a little bit. She and, was like, uh, oh, this is going to be bad. Yeah, pretty much. I would have been like, I, you would have seen those divorce papers coming in like right after. Eventually, I did it in two takes. Technically three, because I did it. I did a. I did the whole bit. I did the whole chunk of it in one take, and then I did a second take with doing like the, the sort of the backing vocals and the uh, the falsetto stuff. And then I did the third take because I couldn't do the dang breakdown bit, which was like when you're getting down with the dirty little eyes and the cheats in the world. I kept getting it wrong. It took me. <laughs> I tried to do it live on both the other ones. And I got it wrong every time. Oh my god, that's amazing! Congratulations, uh, Jared, five star performance. You. Seven stars in the Tokyo Dome. Damn! <laughs> Jared Hazelwood said, I think the fourth labor of Jericho, Wardlope, is going to get himself purposefully DQ just to punish Jericho with MJF. It's an outcome AEW hasn't abused, and I think it would give Jericho a lot of babyface momentum going into his fifth match. Dude, all I know is that Jim Ross confused everybody during that episode. Yeah. I understood one thing. Everybody was telling me something else. And then I was like, man, I must have not been paying attention. And then all of a sudden, it turns out I was paying attention. <laughs> Benjamin John Milne said, I like to think that Hangman was going to announce that he was going back to Japan just in time for the G1 to prepare for an inevitable Omega rematch. Along the way, maybe reunites with Bullet Club and brings them into face AEW to face off against the elite. What do you guys think? SB3. That's an interesting take, and it, it does have some credence to it because I know that uh, Switchblade's going to be in Chicago on August 21st for Warrior Wrestling. True Hill Heat is sponsoring the event, and that's one day after the first dance at the United Center. So we could see that interplay coming up sooner than the G1. What was the question? Uh, so about like if uh, Omega goes to New Japan to be in the G1 and then uses that way to kind of like rejoin Bullet Club and then you can do Bullet Club versus Elite. That would be very interesting. Whether or not it's going to happen, I have no idea. Uh, Tony P, a couple of things. Last time I was here, actually, just on that note, I I, I want Hangman with the Dark Order. Is it just me? me? Like if he's if he's going to have backup, I want it to be the Dark Order. I don't want it to be anyone else. I, I agree. I got to shout out Stephanie Chase with the best analogy for Hangman in the Dark Order. They're like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs because there's <laughs> actually seven of them. If you count them, there's actually seven of them. So I thought that was the best analogy. They just make your heart warm seeing them together. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. That's really cute. And the Seven Dorks. Uh, Tony P, a uh, couple of things. Last time I was here, I asked what major interpromotional match you would like to see at a Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, I said Bucks and Kenny versus Jay White, G.O.D. Well, I changed my mind. Give me Juventud Guerrera, Bay, and uh, Takahashi in a triple threat. Uh, what did you guys make of um, Hooventude on the show? Denise, I mean, you're a, you're a friend of yours. Well, here's the thing is I kind of felt bad that a lot of people thought that he was the problem in this match. At the beginning, I was like, bruh. I was like, Hoovy was a little too fast for Jericho. Let's be yeah. real. Come on. <laughs> and I love Jericho. Jericho's my favorite wrestler, but that's just the truth, you know? And I kind of got a little upset. And Jim Ross was like, oh, he's rusty. I was like, bruh. And that was it. Oh, actually, just a correction as well. Uh, it was not Hoovy Guerrero. It was Sammy Guevara he was mentioning in the. So Guevara um, uh, and Takahashi in a triple threat. That'd be pretty rad, actually. Oh, okay. That would well, be fun. Now I just went on a rant for no reason. <laughs> well, I asked you about him. Uh, Tony says, Is it wrong that I want to see Jericho versus Minoru Suzuki just to hear the crowd sing Judas and Kazanina RA? The match may suck, but the entrances would be five stars. <laughs> What's some uh, current wrestling that you want to see go to head to head in entrances? 
An entrances? Hmm. Yeah. Like an entrance off. Oh, like anybody? Yeah, I guess so. Ooh. I think Triple H has the greatest entrances. So I would go with Triple H and who would be like my second favorite entrances? I think if you're gonna have if you're gonna have Triple H, you want to have someone who's got like a really egotistical entrance. So Cody Rhodes, Cody, yeah, yeah, that Cody, makes Cody's sense. Right yeah, there. but I don't like, think Cody's the pair of them just like that's creative though. The pair of them smashing up icons of each other's like careers and stuff. <laughs> Absolutely, Triple H smashing like a Stardust uh, uh, statue with the sledgehammer. Yeah. That would be perfect. I like it, yeah, I-, I would go with John Moxley versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Hearing Wild Thing and then the fans having to sing Nakamura's theme, I think would be really cool. Uh, Nick Corvello's got a three-part question here that says, uh, Hey, Team Danuk and SP3, I wanted to mention that this uh, week's Dynamite was my first Dynamite I attended live. And the very first time watching uh, any televised wrestling live show, it was a blast. Uh, first off, being there live watching Dark Elevation being taped before Dynamite was funny because Jade's promo said that she hasn't wrestled. Yet I just saw her wrestle in Elevation when it was taped. Ah, the joys of multi-event shows. Miro and Britt uh, Baker chance completely drowned out the chance for Red Velvet and Lee Johnson, respectfully, when I was there live. Miro can definitely keep heel heat, but they need to do something about Britt because she is getting babyface reactions. When I was at Dynamite Live this week, Akata Shida had a match on Elevation. It was a good match, but the crowd were completely dead, despite all my efforts to get chance going for Shida. Denise and Esprit 3, if you were to uh, watch it and hear... Uh, if you were to watch Elevation this coming week and you hear one obnoxious, deep-voiced ma- <laughs> deep male fan screaming his heart out for Shida, that's me. I did my best to build a support and had a sign held up. The saddest part was the post-match after uh, I saw her demeanor and facial expressions. She looked dejected. Seeing her like that crushed me, and I hope that I see uh, things on... Uh, and I hope it were, I was either seeing things or this is just part of character development, not actually disgruntlement. I feel like Britt Baker has been getting that baby face like responses for like a while. And I mean, even at Double or Nothing, when I was there in person, she got like the biggest reaction, like aside from Hangman Page. So it was like, yeah, I totally get that. But I think that the part of the reason is like because she's this like cool uh, heel, you know? So yeah. I, I, I feel like it's working for what she's doing. Like she shouldn't be a baby face. Like she's. It, it it feels natural with what she's doing. It doesn't feel usually a lot of times like you're like, oh, this doesn't feel natural. Like this isn't what the what people want. This isn't what's happening here. But at least I would say with that, it feels natural. So I get what he means by by that, because that's something that you do notice right away. And I'll be on the lookout for those shouts. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I kind of I agree with about the Brit Baker thing. Like what I'm really glad about is that it didn't just turn a baby face. Like that was my concern. Yeah. It was just like you go with those reactions, like, well, let's just turn her face then. But like the character that people are into is the heel character. So like I think she is getting, yeah, she is getting good reactions, but like at least she's getting good reactions. If you turn a baby face and you go back to where Brit was in 2019, you might just kill all of that momentum that she's got. I think that would be a problem. Right, That's exactly. Really cool. I think I think a little bit of Adam Cole is rubbing off on her because Adam Cole has always been this cool heel. Like that's why, like I think uh, Louis put out on Twitter uh, a couple of weeks ago that he wants Adam Cole as a pure babyface, and I'm like, Adam Cole's been getting cheered for like five years now. Like this is this is Adam Cole, and it's getting over. And I think that's the same thing you could say about Britt Baker that she's just so over that she's getting cheered. Uh, we've got a few here from uh, Mr. CJ Lily. Uh, Hi, gang. Wanted to ask you what is next for Alexa now that she was uh, now. Now, as she was screwed over nearly as much as Bray, I need to go. 
What is next for Alexa now? As she was screwed over nearly as much as Bray was, she put out as much effort into the character as he did, but now she is either getting unwarranted heat or it by continuing in it drops sorry, by continuing it or it drops wasting a year. To continue with Alexa dropping a character would be a waste of the good work that she's put in. Um not a Lana terrible storyline where you can't drop it no matter what will remember this story. So what she has to do is uh, tame the heat but not waste a year's work. So yeah, I, I guess that's because some people were bringing up the idea that if with Bray gone now, does Alexa drop the character because that might just get an unnecessary anti-heat because she is just, you know, the wish version of, of The Fiend. Like, I don't know, like, Denise, what do you make of it? I think that any heat that Alexa's getting on and off screen is unwarranted. At the end of the day, she's bringing her own version. She's not going to be identical to The Fiend. I'm sorry. They, you can't compare. She's doing her own version. Uh, and I actually think she's knocking it out of the park. Do I agree with everything that they've been giving her and what they've had her do? No. But in terms of her performance and, like, how cute she looks when she comes out and, you know, the little... The, everything else, like everything that's gone into the production of it, I like all the stuff that she's been doing. Do I, is am I a fan of it though? It's not really for me, but I appreciate the work and creativity that she herself has brought into the role that she's been given. And I just I feel bad. I feel bad that a lot of people were blaming her for uh for them. I just I I I, I hate when people are blaming. Uh, the person who's not necessarily at blame for the decisions being made. Alexa Bliss isn't making decisions. She's not the person saying, hey, let's get rid of the fiend. Come on. Like, I just think people are, are trying to find their anger elsewhere. And they all know Vince McMahon doesn't run his Twitter account. So it's like they're not going to go attack him. Or at least I don't know if they're attacking him. But, you know, come on. Let's be honest. Like, the, this Alexa Bliss character hasn't been a fiend character since WrestleMania. It is not a fiend character anymore. Like it's it's they they completely separated the two out. So I think it is it's very harsh for them to be like, oh well, they only got rid of her because they've got a they only got rid of Bray because they've got a new version. They haven't. Like, there's a different character. Exactly. It's like, a completely yeah. different deal. Um, am I into it? Not particularly, but I think she puts her work into it. Um, I don't know. What do you make of SP three? Like I I you know I've actually I think the stuff she's been doing with Eva has probably been the my the stuff I've enjoyed the most out of her really. Yeah, because they finally got her in an established like babyface role, and you ca you get the humor out of the whole Lily gimmick. Like I love the stuff. I was one of the minority here with uh, liking the Lily Lucian uh, little segment that they did because it was it was playing off of the the evolution, and you know Eva Marie is so obnoxious and such a heel that it's a great role for Alexa Bliss to be placed against her because we know what she's going for. I feel like such a long time she was like baby face with the fiend but feuding with nikki cross at one point then she's feuding with you know randy orton but she's coming off like the heel because she keeps like uh, annoying him and bothering him and haunting him so i feel like she's finally in the role that she can get over with um because for mr Gilele, one last one here that says uh denise i watched your two interviews with nikki at, at ash and with all the drama lately have you or sean tried to get an interview with alexa to get her side on things um have you both have you tried to reach out to Alexa to get interviews or WWE offered? Um, WWE tells me who they want me to interview. So I interview who they give me. Yeah. Martial arts. I think another <laughs> reason why WWE fears wrestling. Oh, we just had that one. Uh, Ten Ruza. The WWE are so lucky that they have TV deals that they do. Uh, they better not rely on that. They need new stars ASAP. Also, SP3, what does your wife do at WWE? Thanks for the entertainment, guys. 
she works at uh, WWE headquarters. She deals with a little bit of like the wellness policy uh, test because she has like a medical background. So sometimes I hear of uh, certain WWE superstars that fail certain things, but and it explains why they're off television. But I don't share those things uh, because I want her to keep her job, especially in this time and climate <laughs> of WWE. <laughs> Exactly. That's a smart man I'm right there. Be like, that is a hmm, smart man. <laughs> who would I think you'd be like an easy person to spot if they like, you know. Yeah, smart, smart. Uh Kevin May said, I had a question about why Goldberg is seen as a threat, but have just seen Luke's uh, Taylor Swift video. Uh Michael Tvinkers, uh thought hit row cutting spanish promos was a bit racy asked pete if they thought it was and got heat for asking now nxt this week is definitely racist uh i was uh brown in iowa you learn real hate WWE has a big history in crossing the line what do you guys think so what was he asking what was racy besides the io Shirai thing so a uh, hit row cutting a spanish promo Oh, I wasn't a fan of that. For me personally, I wasn't a fan of it. Not necessarily because they did it. It was more so of the fact that my issue is with the way that the Hispanic talent is always being presented as like, it's like their sole personality. That was my thing. I didn't care necessarily for the rap. It was just more so of like, why do you always got to make it your entire personality? You know, that sort of yeah. thing. Uh, DKC returns said, guys, I'm a lapsed fan. I've gotten super into pro wrestling again in the last few months. So much so that all I want to do is hear uh, all the people talk about the happenings. Love you, Anthony's SRS, Stephen Larson, SP3. I owe it all to AEW. Uh, also, by the way, because of the t-shirt I was wearing, apparently the chat named my cover Swift Knots. Yes. Is... What shirt were you wearing? <laughs> I was wearing a Slipknot t-shirt. Slipknot. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Very that should good. be that's gonna be the Very album good. of that's that's your band. There you go. Exactly. Your one man band. A two man <laughs> band, me, technically. Yeah. Yeah, two man, yeah. Me and John just doing Taylor yeah. Swift covers and I'll just badly singing over the top of them. Um so that that t-shirt as well is signed by all members of Slipknot. I got should it you signed. Framed then and not like on your body. Well, here it's so here's a fun story for you. I posted this one on Twitter recently. It was after Joey George Joey Jordan had passed away. Um I uh I was at Reading Festival 02. And I was wearing that Slipknot t-shirt and I went to the signing booth and I didn't queue up with the rest of the marks. I just basically just stood at the railing and stuff because like what they, I'm, I'm kidding, that is, that is good British sarcasm. Um, so what they, because what the bands tend to do is that after like they've done all the people have queued up to sign is they then just go around like the guardrails and just sign things that people are like handing to them. Right. So I used to take down my album artwork and people would sign that like the inlays and see the inlays and stuff. And I had that for Iowa. But I was wearing this Slipknot t-shirt and Sean the Clown kept looking at me. And I was like waving at him and stuff. And he was just like, yeah, rock on and all this and the other. And in the end, I was just like, I just took my t-shirt off and I just threw it at him. And I just threw it at the t-shirt and he caught it. Those, Luke? And he caught it. <laughs> and he just, and he signed it. He signed it. He passed it down the line. The rest of them signed it. The security guy came back and handed it to me. And I was like, this rules. Yeah, I got it signed. And then they all came around and I got them to sign my album artwork and stuff like that. So you're amazing. the male equivalent of the girls who throw their bras and panties at their favorite oh. boy band. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Luke. And I was throwing my underwear at, at Slipknot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my god i cannot believe it i feel like i'm learning this whole new side of you today really but, i do but then uh a friend of mine stevie toucans uh he i, felt, I cannot remember what happened it must have just been a, a drunken thing or whatever he didn't have a, like some a, a t-shirt to wear like his t-shirt got ruined he didn't have a t-shirt to wear so it's like a couple of weeks later 
And it was the only T-shirt I had to hand to lend it to him. So I lent him my Slipknot, my signed Slipknot T-shirt. And I said, dude, just be careful with this. Because I've got it signed by all members of the band. Be careful with this. Wait, who would you lend it to? My, my, a friend of mine from school. Um, we Why? Well, I, because he needed a T-shirt. And I'm a good friend, Denise. So what? I lent him that. Oh, hells no. Why oh, would you Lord. lend somebody something signed? And then his mum put it in the wash. So, Luke, you have some... yourself to blame. I don't blame his mom. I don't blame him. I blame you for this. How could you do that? Give him a white T-shirt. Give him something else. It's all I had. It's all I had to hand. So I, I, I got him that, and yeah, I got it back off him. And so it's, it's you can still make out most of the signatures, but some of them are a little bit smudged because they're like washed out a little bit. And you know, it was nearly twenty years ago, but you can still make it out. You can still see Joey's signature. You can still make out most of them. I have a collection of Taylor Swift magazines that aren't even signed. Let's be real. I can probably look for them if I worked hard enough online. Yeah, when anybody comes over to this room, they are not even allowed to breathe next to them. Okay. <laughs> and then you lent a signed T-shirt with all the members. I'm not even a fan of this group, but I'm offended. So my question is, you know, uh, I know Denise is a Swifty. So are you a, like a slippy or a naughty, uh, Luke? No, we're, we're, we're maggots, thank you very much. Maggots. Is that really the, the group name, like the fan name? Yeah, we're the maggots. Oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, well, you know, that's Slipknot for you. Ooh. I still love going to Slipknot shows. They were like, I don't want to be a maggot. <laughs> oh, they were so rad. And he just like, and like, he makes you get down on your knees and stuff. And then you jump the F Like up. maggots, oh, you're rad. on your knees. Oh, it's, oh, it's no. it was so awesome. Those were the days. I ain't going to do gigs like that anymore. You talk about me saying stuff that could be misconstrued. You know, you just said, get on your <laughs> knees. Like, like come on. <laughs> they made me get on my knees. Like, yeah, that's, that's okay. So hold on. You took off your shirt. You got on mm -hmm. your knees. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the pit with all the other maggots. <laughs> In the pit with all the other maggots. I mean, come on, Luke. What kind of life are you living here? Oh, my God. Just go like all you got to do, just go and like watch it because I'm I, I think don't spit it out. Like just go and watch uh, some videos and don't spit it out. It's rad. It's the best. I'm gonna watch some Slipknot videos when I'm editing later. It's brilliant. Um, <laughs> NC Ogre says first time I've ever enjoyed a Taylor Swift song. Danny G said I heard my parents having sex when I was a kid. For a long time I thought that was the worst thing I'd ever heard until I heard Luke sing "Shake It Off." <laughs> I I don't I don't I don't have a response to that. I, I don't know. That. <laughs> no comments. No comments. <laughs> uh, just no yes. It said uh, when Luke did Denise's voice, I couldn't hear the difference. Can Luke do a Taylor Swift song as Denise for the next video? Oh my God, that would be brilliant. You should do it. Uh, OGP, yeah, you know me, said uh, Luke needs to lose best more, uh, lose bets more often. That was epic. Next, a metal cover of TLC No Scrubs uh, for TLC or the motto by Drake and Lil Wayne. We used to do TLC covers for every TLC event. We would get the three of us would get together and we would do sing um, TLC. I want to hear you sing the Spice Girls. I'll tell you what I want. Oh. I really, really want. 
that song. So that'd tell be me great. what you want, what you're really, yeah, that'd be right. Uh, <laughs> okay, but it's just crazy because like your voice, like to me, sounds like so fancy and so like British. But then when you sing, you're like this, like, it's very oh, different. When I'm in my when I'm in my car and I am driving and I'm listening to my favorite new metal tracks from 20 years ago because I'm arrested development and I I refuse to learn new stuff. I am um, I'm bellowing these things out right. And I'm screaming on the top of my head and in my head I'm like, dude, you can do it. Like you can sing just like these guys. You're just as good as Jonathan Davis. You're just as good. You I mean, yeah, you can do a Fred Durst, obviously anyone can. You can do this sort of thing. And then I did it and I was like, oh no, I can't. Yeah, it turns out I can't. It's just I it's some it's it sounds like I can, but the practice is I can't. Like the reality is I can't do it. Poor Luke. I'm sorry. Your heavy metal dreams are over. They died with my pop star dreams. <laughs> I saw you were disappointed you went a, a Disney star when you were a kid. Yeah, when I was growing up, I really wanted to be a Disney Channel star. And I always thought that it would happen for me. And then I made zero effort into putting my Disney Channel career. <laughs> and so it never happened to me. So, But then again, like I don't got like fancy parents with connections or anything like that. Like, How the hell was I going to get this job at Disney Channel? What was your uh, what was your childhood dream, SP3? What did you want to be? I wanted to be on all that. I wanted to be <laughs> one of the all all that uh, cast members. I thought I I would have been perfect with them because I was always called a class clown. So I was like, yeah, I would I would fit in nicely with the all that cast. You see, if we just had these connections, we would have had these dreams. Oh, absolutely. Uh, what is that uh, one said? Uh, new metal of the most part is an abomination correct kevin may said luke oh, i love it uh kevin i sorry kevin may said luke i should add that your music video was tipping me over into becoming a patreon level worthy of enjoyment on a general note it's very excited to be a wrestling fan at the moment recently we've had aew new japan nwa and impact all on one show and that is true uh right well that is all of the ultra chats that we've got in. Uh, thank you all so, so much for joining us. Thank you all so much for your feedback as well. It was uh, very, very nice for you to say that. Ollie messaged me to say that he thought it was very funny. Um, so I'm glad that I... You're very I'm lucky. You You're not fired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I gave you your own channel and this is what you do with it? Seriously. The creative team is just running wild. There were moments there, though, where I was watching it through my fingers, being like, well, that was a bad edit. Like, that matters. You should have like, took it, off like... your shirt, like you did at exactly. the signing. <laughs> I was 15. I didn't know any better. I'm just like, it's. was I 15? 2002. No, I was 16. I was 16, 2002. I was just like, they were the coolest guys, man. I, I, you had to, Slipknot were the coolest guys in 2002. I have no comment. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, well, you know, if if you ever lose a bet, Denise, I know what I'm picking for you to do. I'm going to pick like a. I'm not making any more bets with you. I won. I don't <laughs> got to prove myself anymore. We're done. I'm not going to give you a rematch. Why would I give you a rematch? You lost. He's like, I'm undefeated. <laughs> this is good storytelling. I need to have. Yeah, it's good storytelling. Why would I give you a rematch? I'm not into that. <laughs> all right but thank you all so much for joining us sp3 thank you so much for coming on the show today it's always a blast to have you uh, around uh could you please uh tell people where to find you uh you can find me on twitter at true hill sp3 you can go over and subscribe to my youtube channel true hill heat 
closing in on about 2K. We're trying to hit that goal by the end of the year, as well as Wrestling Daily YouTube channel because we want to have Quizzle Mania War Game. So we're closing in on 12.5, but we're trying to make our way to 15K to make that happen. Go against Luke and all the Wrestle Talk boys, myself, Alex McCarthy, uh, Stephanie Chase, Sat E Yankee, the newest member of Wrestling Daily. So we want to have the Daily Boys and the crew over against our Wrestle Talk on Quizzlemania. Thank you so much, Luke. Thank you so much, Denise, for having me. It was a, a pleasure to be here for your, your epic music video, to be on screen with Luke again. Thank you so much. You opened the doors to Wrestle Talk, and I'm here to stay. And Denise, it was an honor to finally share the screen with you, a fellow American, a part of the Wrestle Talk gang. Thumbs up. Uh, here to stay, also a corn song. Uh, Denise, where, what have you got going on at the moment? All right. So first and foremost, guys, I will be ring announcing at GCW this Saturday. Uh, you guys can check out that show. That's going to be you guys can watch it on fight. If you are in the SoCal area, you can't go anymore because the tickets are sold out. So uh, but you can watch it on fight. And then other than that, YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo, Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Like Luke says, I'm always going viral. <laughs> so be my I, new felt, pitch. I... I go viral. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I felt like my own little Denise Salcedo uh, this week because I had a tweet that did 3,000 likes. That never happens. Is it the Ronda Rousey one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I saw it and I was like, wow, Luke got edgy. I actually quoted him on Wrestling Daily because that's one of my favorite movies. Clerks is an all-time GOAT movie. Top five all-time. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, legit, I actually finished that music video like five minutes before we were going live. I was sat here like watching it export and I'm like, man, I hope this does goes quickly because I need to get it loaded into the back end and everything. I'm I'm very impressed with the outcome of the video. I thought it was very, very awesome. And I'm actually surprised it got it done so fast. Like, I feel like that would have taken me like at least a full day or something. It was pretty like hastily put together. I filmed two of the shots at the same time because one of them was on my phone, the other one was on my camera. And then the stuff I did in the garden, I was like, oh, I need some stuff. I need some coverage to plug up holes where I haven't done a good job here. <laughs> so like, I'll just go and run in the garden for a bit and try some cartwheels or something. I actually thought that was probably one of some of the best parts, like your cartwheel and then just like running crazy in the garden. Like if your neighbor, could you, any of your neighbors see into your garden? Oh, they probably can do. Yeah, like- uh, They're next, probably I, like- they're probably yeah. like he's gone mad. <laughs> well, my so my new neighbors moved in recently, like next door, and um, they uh, we had the conversation with the like the question was up, what do you do for a living? And I was oh. like, I was like, oh, I, I make videos for for YouTube, and it's like. <laughs> So they probably thought that you're just like doing those like prankster videos on YouTube or something like that. Exactly, yeah. And then they were like, oh, really? I was like, yeah. They're like, oh, what, what about? Eh, it's about pro wrestling. And oh, no, like, you couldn't avoid it. <laughs> and then go like, all oh, right, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, a lot of people pull that face whenever I tell them. Just say sports next time. <laughs> be like sports. Sports, brackets general. Well, make something up. You got, we gotta, you got to come up with a lie now. <laughs> uh, what do you got planned for this weekend? Okay, so Saturday I have GCW, which is I'm kind of nervous, but because you know so I haven't, for you, man. I haven't ring announced like in a year, so mm -hmm. it's like 
you know, the first event back is like this event. So I was like, oh man, I hope I do good, you know? And then a Sunday, well, Sunday's my day off. So I don't have anything really going on on Sunday. I might catch up with whatever I decide to get lazy about today. What about you? Oh, <laughs> um, I think we got pretty much a free weekend. Uh, so the nice. barbecue that we had planned for last weekend got a little bit rained out because the rain happened. Um, and our trip to the seaside was a little bit uh, rained off as well. But it was, you know, we still, we still did it. But like, it was, we just, we're under the cover in a pub uh, trying to hide away from the rain. Well, I you I know you mentioned that there was going to be rain already. So at least you kind of knew going into it already that it was going to kind oh, of yeah, rain it wasn't a week. Surprise. Yeah, like when we on the Sunday, like we I just text my friends being like, we're going to pivot to doing an indoor barbecue. So mm. uh, they, 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 they were aware. That? I think so. Yeah, they were pretty happy about it. Like everyone was like just thrilled to see each other and stuff because it's the first time like, we've seen each other since like March. So like last year, March. So it was nice for us all to kind of be together again. So that was lovely. Oh, um, that's really we're, cool. We're just going to have a quiet one this weekend. Uh, just the two of us chill out. Got a makeaway box tonight. So we're going to have that uh, and have some few, have a few drinks. I'm going to crack open a beer in a minute, in fact, actually. Wow. My throat is a, my throat's a bit sore, Denise. Well, yeah, from all of your rock and roll singing, you're a rock star now. Live the dream. Get those leather pants. Yeah. My throat's sore. Um, but yeah, so that's that's pretty much me for the weekend. Like, I haven't really got much going on at the moment. Man, we have pretty, like, well, I mean, except for Saturday, we kind of have pretty much, like, nothing really going on, which is kind of nice, though. I do appreciate, like, those very slow weeks, like, when there's nothing going on. I kind of want those. Like, I haven't had a weekend where I literally don't have anything to do. And I really miss yeah. that because I just kind of want to, I want to be bored, you know? I haven't felt bored in a very long time. I don't I, I haven't felt I want to feel bored so I can feel relaxed. So what's going on with GCW on Saturday? So it's going to be a pretty fun show. Like they have like nine matches announced so far. Um, it's apparently going to be like one of the biggest shows in uh, in L.A. in like a very long time, obviously because of COVID. And then also plus like uh, they're just expecting like a lot of people. Uh, I don't exactly know the exact number on that, but I'm pretty sure it's like over a thousand. I'm not really entirely sure. Um so, yeah, I'm a little bit nervous, but we'll see how that goes. I mean, I'm hoping that if I do good, maybe I'll do a couple more events. You never know. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I guess it just really depends on how I do. Well, I mean, you're pretty competent. Uh, yeah. And stuff. Like, yeah, you, but it's this, been a while, though. I'm going to be a little rusty. I don't know, dude. I think it might be one of those things that, like, as soon as you step through those I ropes, so. it'll be like, it'll all flood back to you. Be like, right. oh, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Because I was doing it every weekend for, like, at least over a year. Every single weekend I had shows and then I would, you know, when being a live MC is different from being a ring announcer, but it still has a lot of the same features, like a lot of the same skills you need to have to be an MC and a ring announcer. Um, but it's just more of like, uh, you know, obviously, I don't know, like all the talents information by hard by heart when I was working like with the same promotion, I kind of already knew everybody's name and cities like by heart. Like, so I didn't really have mm -hmm. to worry about that. So like this time I do have to have like notes and stuff so that I can obviously, you know, remember like where everybody's from and all of that. Yeah. That's going to be the hard bit, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. That, and also just that getting familiar with the talent. Cause there are some names that I'm not familiar with. So I'm like, okay, well I got to get familiar with this person. And I've been watching the shows and, you know, trying to get familiar with everybody. And then you were like, do you sit at ringsides during the, I have the no idea. I have no oh, idea. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I think so. I'm pretty sure. Usually that's how they do it. Yeah. 
Well, also, I mean, we, you know, the pair of us have got stuff that we need to do. So I'll let you enjoy the rest of your Friday. But thank you all so much for tuning in for today's show. It was a lot of fun. It was an absolute blast. Um, I, um, do you know what? So I, I said to my wife, I don't like that song. So I'm just going to uh, say that out now. Like, I, of the Taylor Swift songs you could have picked, it's not my favorites. Well, Shake and... It Off is more of like a fun song to sing. Like, it's yeah. easy to like, you don't have to be like all like, oh, you know, with the vocals. No, but I can do the falsetto bit. That's the easy bit. But like it was, uh, yeah, it was, Um, I, I just don't like the song. I don't know what it is about it as well. You're like not it's... a happy person, Luke. You're evil. You're, what... <laughs> you're, you're evil inside. You're all <laughs> made of stone on the inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I'm just hanging out with the rest of the maggots and we're just, yes. we're just on board with this happy-go-lucky stuff. Exactly, exactly. I have a feeling it's going to be your favorite song by the end of the year. Oh, it's it's been stuck in my head all week. You like, see? Because I've because I've been listening to it like nonstop to try and get it, like to try and, you know, memorize stuff. So, I, but I had to still read the lyrics off it, uh, the monitor when I was doing, recording it because I couldn't remember them. It's just shaking off like a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah, but there's other stuff to it as well. Yeah. I didn't realize the second chorus was different. I thought it was the same as the first one. Yeah, no, the it's second really, half of it. She, she does, she puts a lot of like brilliant lyrics and like the way that she maneuvers her songs is fantastic. You'll come to see that soon, Luke. If you could lose a couple more bets i'm just gonna have you make every single taylor swift song ever i mean you've already got me there with style because that song's an absolute that's a stone cold banger that's a oh man you got the same favorite taylor swift song as sean i don't get it <laughs> i don't get what it you don't what do you mean you don't get it she just has like a million other songs that i just think are like to die for and now two people have told me that style's their favorite and i'm like what Stone Cold Banger. It's a great, great It's just track. one of those things, like, the way I compared it to is, like, if you tell somebody, like, oh, like, which wrestler do you know? And they're like, Hulk Hogan. It's kind of like that, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I get Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's popular. Everybody knows that you liked it. But it's like, there's other stuff, too, you know? Yeah. I suppose, yeah, it'd be like if someone said, oh, my favorite Slipknot track is Wait and Bleed. Oh, they haven't said that. Maybe I would say the same thing because that is an absolutely banging song. Anyway, do you know what? Like, that's, that's But there's that's more is what you're trying to get. Yeah, like, it's a great are, song. It's just that there's more and you're like, what the heck? Like, you haven't even discovered the rest. <laughs> I just feel your when... answer would be different if you had if you had heard all the other songs. Maybe. But like, I will say, like, when when uh, Jerry Jordison passed away a couple of weeks back, like, that was the first thing I did on YouTube. And I, and I, I was like, what Slipknot song do I want to watch? And I instantly went to Wait and Bleed. And I was like, that's the song I want to watch because it's a, it's a video of them playing it live. That's that's what I'm in the mood for because um, it's great. But anyway, do you know what? Let's get out of here. Let you go enjoy the rest of your Friday. Uh, I'm going to go and have myself a little beer. Thank you all so much for listening. We will see you uh, next week with another special guest. In fact, I can tell you who next week's special guest is. Let me get the plan up. I believe. Do, 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 do. Where is it? Come on now, guests. It's Grand Pooh Bear next week, which I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm really excited to have Pooh Bear on the show. Uh, and then um, we won't be on the SummerSlam week, but we will be the week after that with Sean Ross Sapp on the show. Fantastic. Wait, so you won't? We won't be on the. the... 20th, 20th right 20th we haven't got no because we're doing uh live reactions to rampage okay yeah that was the day that i think i wasn't going to be able to make it either way That's so right, yeah. and i wasn't yeah, sure yeah. if i had told you already or not no i, I think, think you I just told you no i just told you for all out all out oh that's I right yeah that's right yeah. Kind of, yeah which is the september 3rd show right correct yeah that's right yeah so cool yeah. We'll, we'll figure something out it'll be fine but anyway thank you all so much for listening pete and tempest are back tomorrow with the smackdown review take care everyone i love you goodbye 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.